What's up, Gruntworks Nation? The Big Earl is always asking, why is China hoarding food? Experts say that China is hoarding a massive amount of food. They will soon have over two-thirds of the globe's corn reserves, over half of its rice, and over half of its wheat. But when asked about it, China lies. One China expert says they, of course, will never admit to something like that. Well, what does China know that we don't? When it comes to global food shortages, China is the canary in the coal mine. You see, China is the world's number one food importer. They rely on the rest of the world to keep their people fed. So they can't afford to mess up. Or there will be riots, civil panic, or even worse, when over a billion people can't eat. What does this mean for Americans like you and me? Two words, food shortages. That's why it's a smart idea to stock up on a kit of best-selling Four Patriots survival food. Create your own stockpile of the best-selling Four Patriots survival food kits. Hand-packed in the USA. The kits are compact and stack easily. They have different delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners. And their five-star reviews on the website rave about the flavor and the taste. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase of Four Patriots survival food by typing in the code BTTGW at checkout. Just go to fourpatriots.com and use the code BTTGW to get 10% off your first purchase of Four Patriots survival food. That's fourpatriots.com. Use the code BTTGW. Hey, what's up, Trash Talkers? Listen, it's impossible to fight, okay, if you don't know what you're fighting for. Does that make sense? Like, if you're in the dumps and you're, you know, you're struggling with mental health, things of that nature, it's going to continue tearing you down, all right? Because you're consistently trying to fight something, which is that demon, which is usually something from the past, right? Maybe that why needs to be fighting for your future. Let that be your why. Get the hell up and start fighting for your future. Stop fighting things that happened in the past. Easier said than done, right? Go seek help. It's okay not to be okay. A lot of people need to hear this. You are more of a warrior and a fighter if you stand up and say, hey, this has to stop. I need to go seek help. The stigma, everything has changed. It's okay not to be okay is a firm believer in all men are created equal, but not all men live equal. That is why there's a certain select number of people in the DOD who decided to jump out of airplanes. And yes, we are better than you, 100%. Now, don't be the first triggered pansy to say, well, airborne's not relevant. You haven't jumped since World War II. Well, that's not accurate for one. And two, it's like having a jalopy or a 68 Mustang. Well, a 68 Mustang's no longer relevant. Doesn't matter. It's still a better car than yours. So take it easy this National Airborne Day and just accept that we are better than you. So two things for today's Honesty Cap. First thing, how do all my boys from the 101st feel knowing that the Army decided that instead of actually making you airborne, they would just create a whole new division that's airborne because you just aren't cutting it? It sucks. Thing number two, for all the folks who were like, oh, airborne is, 
irrelevant, doesn't even matter. They're making a whole new division of just airborne people because they're relevant. Think about that. How does that feel? Does it hurt a little bit? I hope it hurts a little bit. This is the Veteran Trash Talk Hour, hosted by Nick, Dave, and Buddy. Real warriors making fun of other real warriors. Try to not get triggered. <laughs> what is up, Trash Talkers? What's up, Grunt Works Nation? Welcome to episode 143 of the Trash Talk Hour. Special guests today are Jessica and Ben Owen. And as usual, I'm here with the Big Earl and Buddy, happy Saturday, everybody. Nice, Cheers. happy Saturday. Uh, what are you drinking? A Bud Light or triggered? Triggered. Yeah, I, I, did, I, did it, I did it for you. I did it for you, Nick. I did it for you. That's that gender fluid. That's yeah. that transmission fluid right there. Yeah. yeah I put that in my truck. Yeah. Oh, man. It's freezing up. How are you guys doing today? Everybody doing good? Yeah. Holidays? I'm tired, man. Tired? Yeah. You guys are always hustling, though. Yeah. Good. We got a kid's yes. birthday party, my son's birthday today. So I'm at my, yeah, my in law's house today because, uh, yeah, they're partying it up at the house. So, yeah. Good day. Good day. Classy. Way classy. Yeah. What's that? You want the painting behind you? It's nice. Classy. The painting? Yeah. Hey, class. Yeah, they got going on. Nothing for what you've been in this house. You've been in this house, buddy. You uh, have. You had a rattlesnake in your hand, and you walked I out. I also had had. I was uh, on the border of being overserved. I was overserved last weekend, <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't was my fault. Stupid bartender, right? You were over. It was handy. Here, well, let me tell you. Okay, first of all, I told everybody that I could only have four drinks. They they all asked me how many I had had at that point, and I said five. So they should have known that I had already been overserved to stop serving me. Then they started passing around. We're around a campfire. They started passing around moonshine. So it's definitely overserved. But I will tell you that I did learn a valuable lesson. And uh, and what is that? At 46 years old, still learning lessons is great. The lesson mm -hmm. that I learned is that if you have been overserved, mm -hmm. do not sleep in a hammock. <laughs> because you can get in a like hammock. there's more to this yeah yeah let's, you can let's, get let's in a hammock going. when you're overserved. what you cannot do very easily is get out of a hammock to throw up if you've been overserved. So I, ended <laughs> up, I woke up the next day and uh and the uh the dude that was sleeping in the trailer with me in the ham in his hammock was like did you throw up last night and i was like oh, maybe all over i was covered all down my, oh, i couldn't get out God. so apparently i just went bah! and then went to sleep <laughs> i so, don't miss that. don't sleep in a hammock i don't I'm sleep do in a hammock very often but there you go lesson uh lesson for the week merry christmas there you go don't get hammered and go to hammock yeah we got uh we got some we got boats saying it's nice to have faceman back on the show well boats it was your fault that he wasn't on the show last time that's one 
And then, oh, no. and then two, y'all lied. He was done way before the show started, and we don't know what he started to do because you can't be posting that he's done doing his interview like three hours before our show starts when he's saying he doesn't want to be on the show. So we got to unravel that. We'll unravel that after the holidays because <laughs> we're, we're trying to be positive today, so we won't get that, right? Um, and then you got uh, Jeremy Daniels, a good friend here, saying, uh, you know, way to shame non-airborne people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you huh? had the you had the chance better than you. Volunteer, nerd. <laughs> we are better like, better than you. Yeah, that's the reason you're called a leg, a dirty, nasty. It's a I mean, leg. You know what? My dad's a leg. My mom was a leg. Yeah, you know, you know I, I'm legs. still going to my parents' house for Christmas, and they're they're lesser than me. They didn't jump out of planes either. You right. know, it's like. Yeah, calm we, down. We make yeah, geez. I mean, it's We're okay. We're not saying that you're bad people. You're just not the best people. Yeah, like, come on. Like, geez. All right, yeah, okay, we're sorry, Jeremy. We, we apologize. We don't apologize. I apologize. No, not, not really. <laughs> and, then Chad, oh, and then Chad Ray says, I always knew Buddy was a bottom, not just a screen position. Oh, so, Chad. I saw Chad, Ray. Oh. I saw Chad Ray last week. <laughs> yeah. You should elaborate on that. He yeah. is actually one of the people that overserved me. Oh. Oh. Mm. Yeah. Did he take advantage of you? 100%. Yeah. Uh, no. It's all I, up now. That's the other thing that I do. It's very uh, it's very Simpson-like, very Homer Simpson. At, when I've been overserved, I just kind of meld into the bush and then go get my hammock and throw all up throw up all over myself. So not, not a big <laughs> uh, deal. What's up, Rick? Rick saying hi. And then Linda C. Hey, guys, try to join on Facebook. Yep. The link wasn't there. Well, you keep watching on YouTube because there's like two of you. And, you know, maybe we get the three. Somebody that's watching now needs to go over to YouTube and give us a like and subscribe. That'd be yeah, awesome. we're, shadow, we're shadow bound yeah. like a mofracky on that one. Like, it's really yeah. cool. Like, I have to show pictures of puppies and stuff like that so they show our videos. <laughs> like, <laughs> but, yeah, let's let's get this dumpster fire kind of started. It already got kind of going. but Let's go. What got yeah. going on today, Dave? Yeah, I got a uh, – I was uh, scrolling through TikTok. And we briefly spoke about this conspiracy once. Um, it's definitely, it might anger Buddy again. Well, maybe not. But um, have you guys seen the videos of Neil Armstrong? Like when they're asking him if um, to like pray on the Bible or swear on the Bible that he landed on the moon and like he refuses to do so. And like the whole conspiracy that evolves around the moon landing, which I think the moon landing happened. Okay. But there's a lot of things like the way the, the flag didn't wave or whatever. And there were no stars in some of the pictures. Um one of the moon rocks apparently had the letter C on it. It was like a prop or whatever. There's pictures of like cables attached to the astronauts, like all kinds of crazy shit. I believe the moon landing happened, but yeah, there's just watch the video and then you guys can give me your take. Chris, go ahead. <laughs> you can we have volume this time? Oh my God, muffin fingers, you're screwing we up again. not have volume this time. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, I guess we're right. gonna have to. We, we can do our own video. We see it. Hey, you know what? So. We could just. Uh, we, we. Hey, Neil Armstrong, did you land on the moon? Well, you swear on the Bible. Hey, here's yeah. the Bible. Yeah. Whoa, no. whoa, whoa, what's going on here? Uh, I don't know. We're gonna try this again, Chris. One job. Well, you got like. like but, but this is I want to give you the opportunity to swear on the Bible that you walked on the moon. Will you put your left hand on the Bible and swear to God that you walked on the moon? If you really walked on the moon, why would you not do that? So why don't you just put the end to the record in the argument and put your hand on the Bible, swear to God you walked on the moon. Mr. Cyril, knowing you, that's probably a fit Bible. Yeah, $5,000 cash. You can give it to charity if you swear on the Bible that you walked on the moon. Why don't you swear to... Why not? Why won't you do it? 
Mr. Seibel has made a fool of himself in front of the world. Mr. Seibel, you do not deserve answers. Why won't he swear on the Bible? Is there something that was not told to the public? Did they actually not go to the moon? In the next clip, they are asked the meaning of going to the moon. Could they simply be tired, or is the guilt too much? TikTok, this is for entertainment purposes only. Would each of you give us uh, your estimate of what is the meaning of this to all of us? I believe that uh, what this country set out to do was something that was going to be done sooner or later, whether we set a specific goal or not. While answering, Buzz Aldrin was very vague and never really specified what their goal was. Why is that? Is there something more to this? Man, I'm digging, I'm digging the loonies on that one. You know, like, yep. yeah, good yeah. <laughs> Good. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, again, I, I think the moon landing definitely happened. I think it's a little weird that we haven't gone back because it was just between what 69 and 72. And then it's been over 50 years since we've been to the moon. Like, I'm just curious why we haven't gone back. Maybe that's aliens, buddy, and aliens were on the moon and told us never to come back. But uh, who knows? So I do think that's a little weird. Like, <laughs> maybe it costs too much. But <laughs> I just don't understand why we haven't done it. Hold on, hold hold on buddy. Let me finish. Buddy. No, no, no. no. You just asked me a question, so I want to I want to answer your question real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, I went to uh, I went to a store once about 30 mm -hmm. years ago. It didn't have mm -hmm. anything I wanted. Guess where I've never yeah. been. Back to that <laughs> store. There's nothing yeah. on the fucking moon that we need. Where there's nothing. We just did it. We just did it to do it, to prove we could do it. That's it. Well, it was a, it was a, it was a race there. against was, the Russians. We definitely needed we needed that. We needed that superiority no back then. There's no movie theater. There's no mall. There's no Walmart. Why the fuck do we need to go to the moon? Yeah. No reason. No reason. Well, supposedly, supposedly we're going back in like three years. NASA's already yeah, planning that. Now so. we're trying to go to Mars Dude, to prove that we can do it. Yeah, that's Elon that's doing do that, all that, right? By yeah. 2030. Um, but again, yeah, I don't think the moon landing was fake. I, I I just don't believe that. I think it actually happened. So, but there are a lot of people that I know personally uh that that 100 believe it was fake. And like there are some pictures. I saw Joe Rogan talking about it. There is some there is this crazy picture where there's like cables hooked up to them, like and they're like I don't know. It was like Stanley Kubrick, like the movie guy, supposedly did it for them. Like it was all staged, and I don't know, man. I, I believe the moon landing happened. Okay, so I'm not I'm not going down that rabbit hole. Like, like Jeremy so. says, it's a real estate grab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Get right. cheap, boys. Ben, ben Jessica, what are, what are, what is your take? Did the moon landing happen? Is there is there anything to that? Like, what's going on? Is there a conspiracy? Yeah, no? I, I think it definitely happened. Okay. Um, don't care enough to dig into it because it doesn't affect me in any way whatsoever. Yep. However, I'll say this. Look, if, if you go read up on the flat earth conspiracy theory shit, you're going to find a ton of stuff you can't refute because it's over your head. Yep. That does not mean the earth is flat. It Correct. just means somebody has wasted way too much time to prove that it is. That's that's my take on it. What do you think? It's a firm of it. I've always thought that it was real. And, and then I would see these conspiracy theory things and it would fucking make me think. I'm like, oh shit, is that... And I saw a video where he actually punched somebody in the fucking face. I've seen that too. Did. I, think Buzz Aldrin, I think it was Buzz Aldrin. I don't know if it was it was Neil. Yeah, yeah he I've punched the dude that. in the face. Yeah. Fuck around yeah. and find out, bro. That dude's an astronaut. Like, yeah, that's right. <laughs>
But so I mean, at the end of the day, who cares? Yeah. Like, but yeah. it, 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 like Buddy said, there's nothing on the moon that we need. Why waste the time, money, and energy going back or arguing about it? Right, right. <laughs> we got Fair nothing enough. else yep. better to do. Yeah, yep. Buddy, yeah, what's your, what's your what take? I got enough um, weed for this combo. I have so many takes. I have so many takes. Um, take some one. We did it so that we could prove that we can do it. Just the, the same was superiority over the Russians. I was like, it was a space race. The same reason people climb Mount Everest. It's not because just to fucking do it. It's yeah. just to do it to prove that you can do it and that you're better. Yeah. Just the same exact reason we're airborne and other people aren't. Just to prove we could do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Just to full circle that going back. Um, second thing, if the moon landing was faked, if it was. Mm-hmm. What does that change in your everyday life? Nothing. Not nothing, a nothing. Fucking thing. Zero things change. So who fucking cares? Now you get to sit on your back porch well, going, I knew it. I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> nothing changes, but like that, I think it would it definitely again, I believe that it happened as well. But um I think it would change perception would could change, man. If like people have been lied to, like we know that the government does lie about stuff, right? But now, like Every at, at a much bigger at a much bigger scale with something like this, I think that could change perception oh, a little bit for people are go back. Like, you don't think that that would cause any a government lies about what on a bigger scale than the people involved with the moon landing? What do you mean? Say again. I mean, what are, what do you mean that there's something that's a bigger can you think of a bigger conspiracy than faking a moon landing considering the hundreds of thousands of people involved with the moon landing and keeping them from going yeah no we didn't even do that we never did that the Yeah but that's that, all that's go ahead from the people that oh, built the spaceships to the people that fueled them fired them and the then- people- the, the thousands of people around that watch them fly into the that's, atmosphere. That's that when it right comes there to, is the main reason yeah. I, I know that it happened because yeah. you can't keep that many people quiet. Somebody just mentioned MK Ultra. Even the dirtiest stuff that our government does comes out because you can't keep that many people quiet about something that big. Yeah. Everybody yeah. has to be like, oh, I know something. Especially when they come to like their end of life and they're like, well, I'm going to let everybody know. Here's my yep. deathbed confession. Like yeah, and, yep. and and then to to wonder why any of those astronauts, you know how many times they were asked how many if if the moon landing was fake, so the the thousandth time you're asking the total of twelve of them question. between all the Apollo missions that went to yeah, the moon. I think but, it was a total of twelve. The yeah, exact same time you're asked the same exact question, the thousandth time. Yeah, it gets annoying. I'm sure and then some <laughs> dickhead. Wants to bring in, first of all, swear on the Bible. So you want me to swear on a Bible? Like, <laughs> that that's something that we did. Like, If I'm willing to lie to thousands and thousands of people, you think that swearing on a book is going to change that? Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, but why not take, like, the flat when he was like, here's $5,000, you know, like, just donate it to somebody, and he wouldn't even do that. Like, like, I promise I'm telling the truth on my kids, homie, on my kids. And you're like, because if he takes the money, now he's dirty no matter what he says. Yeah, you're like, motherfucker, you don't even pay child support. What are you talking about on your kids? (laughs) You don't care care about your kids? How do you know he doesn't have child support payments? So if you give him that five grand on TV, he's like, shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Brian said he's not on TV. Yeah. But here's $5,000. $5,000 to an astronaut that went to the moon? (laughs) What? 
are you talking about dude like, yeah like, it wasn't for him though the guy said specifically and again like i believe the moon landing happened right but he said specifically in the video like donate it to charity give it to charity like, like if somebody came up to you and said hey swear on this book and like here's five thousand you can just give it to a charity why not do it like what why not like why why, why, I think it goes back to why, what he said. He's why continue to, to pander to these people yeah. because here's the thing if he had sworn on the Bible and taking the $5,000, it wouldn't right. have been enough. Another dude would have been like, well, swear on your, like this, this fucking. It just would have continued. Yeah. I, I, swear yeah. on this dried up foreskin. <laughs> Do that. Swear on this mm -hmm. that it happened. Like, mm -hmm. like it, at the end of the day, it comes to a point, like I'm not going to even answer. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to even talk about it. Let alone answer right. your question because it doesn't matter what I well, say. You kind of did talk about it anywhere. for a while. Yeah. yeah. So. Anyway, Nick, Nick, what's your take on all this? Yeah. So again, um, well, you'd have somebody said, "What is the VTT uh, YouTube channel?" Just go to YouTube and type in "Veteran Trash Talk." Uh, it should pop up there. Then we then we, then we can have three people watching on YouTube. That'd be legit. Um, you know, uh, but anyways. <laughs> like, um, and subscribe and smash that like button. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you so, it, right? you know, again, to the people watching for the first time, we start to show out like this to bring back the old barracks talk feeling where we have no idea what we're talking about, but somehow we're all experts. Right. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. and, and, you know, it's just, it's just what we do. So accurate. I, I know the description of the show said we're going to, you know, end the year on a positive vibe, a bunch of positive stories. Don't worry, those are coming. Um, however, you know, I do have to go more of the, um, you know, educated side on this discussion, more of the, you know, the research that I've done throughout my life, uh, you know, study of history uh, is that there was an old wise man by the name of Anthony, I believe it's uh, pronounced uh, Kiadias of the Chili Pepper Clan uh, back in the 1600s. <laughs> Uh, you know, he wrote a very long time ago that it was made in a Hollywood basement. I mean, before we even knew mm -hmm. what Hollywood was. So I'm going to side with the red hot chili peppers here and say that it was fake. So it was Ooh. made. Ever. Yeah, for sure. Wow. But okay. no, yeah. That's <laughs> no, no, no. Um, I, I actually had yeah, no idea, but it's a great plug for our sponsor because if you do believe that it was fake for Patriots is for you, right? Like yeah, go get sure. all that food. And bury it in your backyard. Yeah. Because like, when it comes out that it was fake, you're going to need that extra food. You are. It's going to be a big deal. To be fair, you're going to need that generator. If you believe that it was real, Four Patriot is for you. Right. Because if we're launching rockets, the government's too powerful. So Four Patriots works for everybody. All right. Everybody, so just yeah. go, go get you know what? It. Because um, you know what? You know what? Uh, you know what crosses lines of Democrat and Republic, liberal and conservative? Hungry. Need to Being eat hungry. Food. You know yeah. how less you know how how little people care about politics and religion when they just want a bowl of rice. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Facts. Well, like, all right. You like yourself, you get yourself a couple cases of four patriot, and and the and the world comes crashing down. You could find ready. yourself being as popular as Donald Trump. Yes. So if you want to be as popular as Donald Trump, buy get four, four patriot. patriot. Yes. Yes. Okay, Chris, make sure you clip that one. That's going to be a, that's that's the a, one that that's we a humdinger right there. Um, yeah, there we go. Yeah, I, yeah. And again, we talked about this pre-show and we, um, you know, I, I invited Ben and he's always brought his better half on, which is awesome. Uh, and we'll get to Buddy's story first. Um, but I just wanted for the, the people watching is, you know, the holidays are coming up and 
it's a very difficult time for a lot of people, not just veterans, but it hits veterans, um, you know, pretty hard, especially, you know, if you haven't been home in a while, you're going home, seeing some family, you know, whatever it is, uh, not having family, being isolated, being alone. Uh, Financial hardships. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, We kind of just want to, you know, share some stories of joy about how this community has come together uh, and and what we've done for good, because there's lots to hang your hat on to, you know, what we can do if we come together uh, and with, you know, social media, like we always say, no veteran should be alone right now. Uh, it's pretty easy to get in touch with somebody right away immediately, especially with all the platforms that we have. But um, yeah, buddy. Sure. Yeah. The floor is yours. Um, well, you, you know, you, you said that you, we, we wanted to talk about like the good things that we had seen throughout the year that we'd happened and or that it happened. And uh, well, last weekend, I, I think everybody, well, Probably not everybody knows because not everybody watches every show, but I'm from, I live in Clarksville, Tennessee. And uh, last weekend we had uh, a, a pretty good storm come through. I think it was an F3 hurricane or hurricane F3 uh, tornado that came through and uh, tore up. We went through um, a couple of neighborhoods uh, and did some pretty good damage. Um, and uh, Quinn and I went out on uh, Monday and, uh, Cause I didn't get home until Sunday night. So we went out Monday morning and Tuesday to go help do some cleanup and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I've seen it a lot in other places, but it always is kind of awe inspiring to see how many like contractors were out, um, that were for free putting in windows, wrapping houses, putting on tarps, doing stuff just to, just to try to help, um, you looked around and there's like uh, Fort Campbell was closed. Um, so because Fort Campbell was closed everywhere you look, there's soldiers that had just come off of Fort Campbell to come out to help cut down trees and move limbs and debris and all that stuff to the side of the road. So the city could come and, and move it. Um, and like I said, I've seen it every time I've ever, you know, been a, you know, seen a hurricane or a tornado or whatever. And it reminds me that, you know, we, there are a lot of, there are a lot of entities in this country that it's real easy to tell you that the, that everything is horrible and that people are bad and the world is falling. And if you, if you go outside, you're either going to get shot or your kid's going to get kidnapped and sex trafficked and, like all of these bad things are going on. It's super easy to talk about that, but it's, it, it doesn't ever get, it doesn't get old to see that people in the United States, people around the world are still good. People yeah, for naturally sure. are good people. There are bad people, but most sure. people are good people that just want to help each other out. And when a tornado or a storm or whatever comes through, it's amazing to see how many people just come out to help. They don't ask for anything. They're not, they're not taking a bunch of pictures of them doing the work so they can put mm-hmm. it on, on social media. They're on just social media. Look what I, yeah. Yeah. They're just doing the work and helping their neighbors and getting stuff done. So, you know, while, Last Saturday was a huge tragedy and there were people that there were a lot of people that got killed. Um, there was a kid that got killed. Um, and, and it's, 
very sad. The amount of damage that that storm did was it's always, it always amazes me how much uh, damage a tornado can do. Um, but the amount of love and people that were out just trying to help their neighbors out, um, especially before the holidays, they had so much, there's been such an outpouring of volunteers, uh, such an outpouring of donations and stuff like that that they legitimately had to tell people to stop coming out because they were, they were getting work done before insurance adjusters and FEMA, they were already getting stuff cleaned up um, to the point. It sucks that it takes a tragedy like that to actually, you know, like come to realization that like people are good. Right. Cause you, you, well, you it's obviously been- see that happening. And it, it's always like 9-11 was the same thing, how like America came together, you know, as a country. We weren't bickering and fighting over politics anymore. We just, yeah. Right. And you see, it, but you see it all the time, like whether it's, you know, something big like that or even, you know, like an accident where people pull over to the side of the road yep. to ask if everybody's good. If you open your eyes and look for it, there is good to be had by people right. around the world, but definitely in the States. And if you keep your head buried in the the media, buried in you know all of the people that are telling you yeah. that the you know uh, that everything's falling apart yeah. and everything's <laughs> falling apart and we're yeah. never, like you, you know and and there are highs and lows in every society. We may be at a low, but you've got to be at a low so you can take you don't take the high for granted. You know what I mean? So you know. If you look around, you can find you can find the good, and uh, and I was really happy to be able to be a part of the good on uh, you know this week, and uh, I was definitely uh, blessed to be able to witness the good in all of those people um, throughout the week. So, cheers to that! Yeah, yeah cheers like to that, that buddy! Yeah, 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 very yeah, good a message. Happy, a That's very a very good message. Happy holiday feel this week. Yeah, I'm right. And I, I got the idea no, for the show. My heart. Yeah, I got the idea from the show in two parts. Uh, the first one is I was just in New York celebrating our 16th wedding anniversary, and yeah, uh, if you haven't if you haven't been to the 9/11 memorial yet, uh, it is phenomenally done. Uh, and then you know, again, I'm, your, I'm is a, that your first time being there, Nick? Yes, yes. It's so hard. It, it's That's a hard place to go for us. It's, tough. it's a hard place to go. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, uh, you know, and I was, I kind of had mixed feelings about like what I was going to be like, all right, was I going to be pissed because of how the war ended? Was I going to be, you know, all these things are going through my head. Am I like, it, it, like what emotions was I going to feel? And then, you know, again, I'm a spiritual person. Something called me into this room and we go in there and they, it was like, Hey, it was the only wall standing room only left. And so we, my wife and I got in there and I never, I only read about it because it was 2001, there wasn't mass freaking, you know, exposure of everything. Uh, you guys heard about the boat evacuation off the island? Off of Manhattan? Did not, no. So I didn't really hear about it. I, I mean, I kind of heard something that, that they were helping people. You talking about but, on 9-11 or? Yes, on 9-11. Oh, I thought you are talking about like recently. I was like, no. No, it's, no. The, it's the largest boat evacuation in recorded history. Mm-hmm. And it was done with a by you know new yorkers coming together and putting boats together and getting people off the island right you got people carrying like wheelchair people on wheelchairs they could have the wheelchair like passing them on the boats right and then 
what really got me was the Coast Guard got there and was like, this needs to be organized. And they put out one simple call over the radio and they you could not, all you saw was thousands of boats coming. Right. Wow. And it was that fast. And like, I'm starting, like, I'm manning up. I'm like, I ain't going to cry. Like, you're going to cry. I'm not crying. You know, and like, and I'm, and, and, you know, and I'm saying allergies. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Man, open up a window in here. You know, it's like, uh, but like, it was that, that surge of emotion of, you know, why we all serve, you know, it's all personal, but there is, you know, there is the country. There are the people that we're fighting for them. We always say, be somebody worth fighting for. And like that video right there kind of reminded me of, you know, why I was super proud to serve. So as much as I wanted to, uh, you know, you know, have a little bit of anger while I was there, it was like, no, that's, that's who we're fighting for. We're fighting for those people that are like that. We're fighting for the people that go and help out after a tornado or that go, you know, help out after a hurricane or, or whatever it is. So, um, that, and then the second thing was just last week, on BTT official, we had a gentleman, you know, post that he was struggling and, you know, like we always see there's about 400 comments in like a minute. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, phone numbers getting shared, uh, you know, and Hey, talk to me, brother. And it got to the point where the gentleman's family came on the thread and was like, he's good. We got him. You know, thanks for everything you guys said. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, but you don't have to contact him anymore. Like we have him, you know, so a big shout out to our moderators, uh, that, yeah. you know, that are doing all that stuff, you know, and helping out getting it. And then when I had this idea, I'm like, who can I bring on? I got to think of somebody who's, you know, engaged in the community. And, and then all of a sudden, you know, I'm like, oh yeah, the Owens. And I'm like, they just, they just released a video, you know, about, a, a spectacular story that I don't want to steal from them because they can talk about it. Um, but that being said, like to what Buddy was saying is, you know, I, I don't think we focus that on too, Buddy. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. But yeah, yeah we 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 don't we don't I don't think you know, we I know we know why, but the media doesn't focus on the real problems that can be solved, right? Because then it's not a problem, right? They they scare you. They throw out all these big things, these big blanket things. But there are problems in this world, and there are problems that are solvable, and there are not a hundred percent, but there is a difference you can make. All right, the media is going to tell you you can't make a difference because it's the mm -hmm. government's fault or it's somebody. No, it's your neighborhood, and if anybody personifies, you know, helping on a neighborhood, it's definitely the Owens. Uh, so I'm, I'm just so glad to have you guys back on the show, and thanks for agreeing to this. I don't know if we want to play the video now. Um, or do we want to introduce it first? Uh, I'll leave it up to you, Ben. So you just tell Chris when to play it. We'll rock. Does it have? Does it have volume? We hope so. It, 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 That's it why I kind of yeah. said it this way to give him time. <laughs> so we're trying to be yeah, nice today, I'll, buddy. I'll we're trying to be yeah. nice today. I'll, I'll intro it. Um, so that that fam there's a family in this video that had been homeless for two years uh, without giving too much of the backstory. I'll just give the short version. The dad was murdered. I mean, he straight up died on the operating table. They brought him back. So he is alive and well, uh, this is during COVID. The family lost everything. Um, this family actually came to our attention. This is crazy. Uh, our old dope boy, everybody that knows who Jess and I are, they know our background. Our old dope boy had seen the work we're doing in South Memphis and, it did something to his heart and he called us one day and said, Hey, there is an entire family living in the park. And we were like, well, 
that's odd because South Memphis is not a place where a family lives in a park. It is a very, very violent. If you Google deadliest city in America, it's Memphis, Tennessee. So he calls us and tells us this. Uh, he said he had given them money to get into a room at uh, the home hotel, um, which it, the home hotel is just a, a motel that is hourly rate for prostitutes to turn tricks. That's it. So this family had with three kids had been put into a home hotel. And uh, this was probably July. Something like that, yeah. July, August, it was hot. I know that much. And so we get over there and, and meet everybody. And like, we're expecting, you don't end up homeless by accident in America. I'm just going to be honest. You know, we all talk about homeless vets or homelessness. There's always addiction, alcoholism, mental illness, or all three involved. We tackle that addiction and alcoholism side of it because that was our lived experience. And so we get there fully expecting to find an addict and that's why they're homeless with their kids and we're going to go play captain Savaho and step in and get them into detox and you know maybe foster the kids like we've done before this wasn't that we meet these people there there's no hard drugs involved in this whatsoever and it was immediately apparent like we figured that out so we got a little bit of the backstory offered dad a job out there where we're renovating the the old dope houses into several living he comes out there, the guy's a worker, um, and this situation ended up dragging on a whole lot longer than any of us thought it would for a number of reasons. One was his background made it hard to get a lease. Two, he had a very recent eviction from when he was killed um, and lost everything. And then three, trying to save up money for move-in was ridiculous because this dude was spending 3,200 bucks a month to live in a prostitute motel. Now for context, Jesus. because somebody in California, that may not mean anything. My that's a lot of that's a lot of money right my ex-wife lives just east of memphis in a suburb and her townhome where her three kids four kids and a husband live is 1400 a month so this dude's paying over twice what she's paying Jesus. to stay in a home hotel so he can't stack any money like he has fallen onto such hard times that it is literally impossible for him to climb out of this hole without some help so we reached out to every asset and resource we could find. The state wanted to separate the family. There is nobody in Memphis that would keep the family together and house them because it's it's the, they want to separate the male from the family. And anyway, without getting into all that, we we put a call out on social media and we were finally able to raise enough money and develop a relationship with a property management company who was willing to look at this family as as look at their situation, not just how they look on paper. They look like a dumpster fire on paper. But you know what? Five years ago, Jess and I were a dumpster fire on paper, too. And somebody helped us out. So we were hell-bent to help this family out and get them back on their feet. Play the video. We did get them housed. Months yeah, six the months ago. What it is. Screw it right up. <laughs> I love you, Angelina. <laughs> it's a video. Want to come in the house? I do. <laughs> yes, we are here. Thank you, Bill. We love you, bro. We love y'all too, guys. Right. I'll see you later today. Yes. Welcome home. There we go. Oh, oh yeah. So that that was a, a cool ass story. And and here's what's even cooler. That was the second family we housed last week. Um, 
and and you know all this gets done through grassroots fundraising it is just the community standing up for each other i forget who it was i, I think it was nick said you know these are our streets these are our neighborhoods we cannot rely on governments to fix problems because and that's the whole point of our nonprofit is to remove remove bureaucracy from these situations bureaucracies kill people i'm just going to call it out because you're dealing with a situation where you have a family living outside in a very violent area and there's no quick way to fix that going through the government through state resources the other family we housed last week the state of tennessee actually reached out to us to help with because they couldn't find an option for her um state of tennessee didn't offer us any funding to do it but that's fine we we fucking got it done um you know buddy you mentioned we may be at a low as a society I mean, i agree we are uh but another friend of the show scott mann talks about this all the time if you look back in history it has always been at these these trust depleted times in our history as a nation where you see this uh, he calls it the upswing in human capital i think it was a guy named Rod, roger putman maybe wrote a book about it but look back in like the 1930s on the heels of the great depression alcoholics anonymous was born rotary club boy scouts of america like all these great social movements that are still here today getting really good deeds done were born at a historic low in our society when there was a lot of division a lot of hate um, a lot of conflict and controversy and we could spend days talking about why the media pushes what they do and and for a long time that was me I, my entire existence on social media was to stir the pot and poke the bear and blame the other side and and when i ended up homeless myself something clicked in my head and i was like you know what it's time to instead of call out the problems to just fucking go at them and do something about it and we can all do that buddy's example of what just happened in clarksville is a great one you know we worked the the tornadoes in Wynn, arkansas we had people converge from all over the damn country there and this is a little podunk town where you know very poor uh not a lot of resources there and, and we saw a lot of people and ourselves included bring resources from outside we did the same thing with Task Force Lahaina and Maui. Um, if you look around, these things are happening all over the place. And at, I think at the core of a lot of them, you do see veterans. Um, you do see good Americans going globally and doing things. We've got a guy from Flanders Fields right now that is, is doing demining, humanitarian demining in Ukraine. He's actually training uh -huh. the territorial defense forces over there to do it themselves. Is he working um, with Ryan? Or is yeah. Yeah, they they he actually helped Ryan get that stood up. Nice, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> Ryan's another one of those. By the Russians, so the Russians have now have now called Flanders Fields um, uh, mercenary terrorists. They've published his. Oh yeah, it's great. I'll send you the screenshot. Yeah, it makes later. sense. They they docked them completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, but that's the whole thing. Like nobody gives a shit. We're going to go do good stuff wherever we can, whatever skill set we've got. Ben, what, the crazy thing that I've seen, again, to me, seeing people, just normal, regular, everyday neighbors helping out neighbors is, is, has, was, was great. But the thing that it also pointed out, and I think you're, you're making the same point, is that the reaction of regular people to get problems solved at a, at a, at a, at a bargain basement price is so much quicker and cheaper than adding a government bureaucracy to do it. You talk about alcohol, anonymous, you talk about all of those groups, all those groups have one thing in common. The government was so much smaller then 
that regular people were just like, hey, this is a problem. Let's just make this. Let's do this. And then the government has tried to take some of those roles on. But when they do that, they have to add all of this list of people that take money away from the actual problem to get paid for to to be the bureaucracy for the problem. But like I said, it, even the even the the uh, the tornado thing, like there were so many people doing so much that FEMA, the government, the giant insurance companies could not keep up. It's yep, Joe Blow, regular American who was just there with a chainsaw and a bobcat moving stuff. You know what I mean? The, the, you talked you talked about Tennessee calling you, but not having any money to to fund like getting people in a house, or you know, it, the government would have just continued to pay thirty two hundred dollars a month exactly. <laughs> say, in a, in a place that's horrible for those kids. Horrible. Yeah. 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 As opposed to going and finding someplace that was good enough to get them into. And you know what? I, I know a lot of people that have had really shitty upbringings that turned into really great people. People have bad, their story starts badly, but ends great because there are great people that intervene in those stories that show them that there's another way. But just like we talked about we us being at a low in America – and and having to be at a low so you can don't take for granted the highs people have to hit rock bottom so they know what great looks like man that so is not so allowing those people yeah. the opportunity to come from rock bottom and go back to where because you know what people talk about memphis i won't go to fucking memphis <laughs> got a couple guns and, and, and buddy's one yeah, of the most trained soldiers fucking, on the planet like yeah. No, we got hey, we got the video of Ben yeah. getting shot at. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not trying to go to Memphis. Right, you know what I mean? But <laughs> putting yeah. people like that no. guy who has seen all of these people do the right thing for him and his family into a neighborhood can do absolutely nothing but make that entire neighborhood stronger. That's exactly right, and yep. that is Fact. that is one of our our passion points about what we're doing in Memphis is we want to make it better. I don't want Memphis to be the number one result when you Google deadliest city in America. Um, it's got its problems, but it's got a great history and it's got a shit ton of potential. Uh, I used to say before we left the streets, I used to say that Memphis is where dreams go to die. And sadly, that's that's true. Um, uh, hell, Elvis killed. I mean, uh, Memphis killed Elvis Presley. Yeah. Memphis killed Martin Luther yeah. King Jr. No, I mean, it was a, it was, it was a really of... big poop that killed Ellis Presley. It's, right. It's, it's, yeah. It's yeah. Good in it that we can bring out. And, and, you know, buddy, to your point, when people see you going out there and doing these things, it's human nature to come alongside you and bring their assets and their resources to the table, too, and help. And that lifts the whole community up. Because when you have somebody that is either at rock bottom or what could be rock bottom for them, and you give them the ability to go make a difference in somebody else's life, mm -hmm. guess what? You just prevented them from figuring out that hell has a basement. And I'm speaking mm -hmm. from experience here. My rock bottom was very, very low, and it didn't have to be. It did not have to be that low. And I think what we're trying to do is, is pull as many people from that potential rock bottom as we can. And the way we're doing it, the, what we've accidentally found works is, is by bringing them out there on the streets with us to help do this stuff. We see it time and time again. I'm gonna I'm gonna name off a couple guys that we've seen this with. I hope they're watching. Chris Bobbitt, 
Josh Sneed, uh, Dennis Moody. Uh, who else? We've got a, we got a slew, Bubba Cox. We got a slew of dudes who have just shown up out there in these communities where they're not from. They have no tie to these people like Jess and I do. We, we bottomed out in South Memphis. I know those streets. I know those people. I've bled out there. I've seen friends die out there. These other people that are going out there with us are not from there. They don't have that experience, but they had their own rock bottom somewhere else. And they're realizing that if I go out there and I'm of service to somebody that's still hurting, guess what? It helps me become whole again. And, and I think the more we can get that message out there, this isn't just a Memphis thing. This isn't just a Ben and Jess thing. Buddy, you just talked about a great example of it. Uh, and, and Nick, you did too with that, that boat lift in New York. When people come together to do good things for people who have, you have no expectation of them ever being able to pay you back, it does something to you spiritually. It does something to you mentally, morally, physically, metaphysically, all the elites. Uh, and I think that's that's how we're wired as human beings is, is to serve each other, to love each other. Um, I could go. Well, oh, for sure. Me. Yeah. Hey, let, let me get let me get yeah, Jesse involved here. Uh, like 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 real quick. Um, you know, when I was getting my master's in uh, public well, administration, I was getting my master's. You have a master's. Right. Yeah, it's oh. weird. <laughs> oh, they give it away there. Uh, um, but no, like to, to your point about like big government and stuff like that is. They literally teach you in that to use nonprofits to fulfill your political agendas, right? So now I can say, you know, like, oh, look at we got 16 veterans homes, but the city didn't spend a dime on it. You know, we kind of nudged Flanders Fields to go do it for us. And then, oh, hey, we were a part of that. You know, like, look at us. Look at me. So, yeah, it's uh, it's brutal. And again, we don't want to get it. We don't want to get too much into that. But you know, again, with the way this community works and how awesome it's just, you know, Ben's used to this and Jesse's used to building something like this, but veteran trash talk and grunt works, how they can come together so fast. And because of the shows that we do um, and find out who people are, like I knew, like meeting the Owens, for instance, or meeting Scott Mann or meeting like Ryan Henderson, a lot of these, you know, great people and more and more. And then the, the, the moderators, I had a friend who we served in Hawaii together and we were eating lunch and he's like, when the, the fire started in Maui and he was like, we should do something. And I was like, Oh man. I was like, at first, like we talked about this on the show, but like before like, the doubt started coming in, like, you know, like, I don't know if we can do anything. I'm like, what are we going to do? I mean, you know what? And it's like, you know, screw that. Let, let me call some people. So I called Ben, I call Scott, you know, because of veteran trash talk and having the, you know, the community, and all of a sudden, we're on the Zoom channel with Karen, you know, the CEO of Soldier of Fortune. Like, you know, all these people are all of a sudden on a Zoom call. And then all of a sudden, there's this chat thread on a, on a different app where now there's people from like Fox <laughs> News, other, you know, other nonprofits, all within like a day and a half. If even. Right. And right. And then the, the game plan was already set. And me and my buddy are looking at each other like, I don't think we did it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, but. It, it, yeah, physically we did it, but you know, getting that conversation started, that little spark, right? As soon as we got that spark started, like then, then you know, then Jess took over. So Jess, talk about Lahaina a little bit, and what, like, what were the, if you don't mind, and how, like, what, like what you guys did there through all it that. It was, 
it was surreal when you when we actually got there. And I had never been to Hawaii before. I've always wanted to go. It's just beautiful. All Ben watches is fucking nature shows all day long. If the TV's on, it's on a nature show. So I would see all of this stuff about Hawaii and everywhere else, South Pacific. So when we actually got there and just saw how how dry it actually was there. And we had people that would, you know, text us, oh, I know this is a conspiracy. It's nothing but green over there. And like you look and like literally everything is just bone fucking dry and it was you could easily see how there were fires started and then we started meeting these people and it was just it was fucking incredible how much these people just even if they didn't know each other they were they were helping each other they were helping the you know the kids they were watching each other's kids they were helping each other rebuild themselves back up and it was just the mentality yeah. of that community is it, it's something totally different if you've never spent time in hawaii if you're not familiar with the concept of ohana that whole thing we just described about people showing up for each other that's like bred into them in hawaii that's like normal that's for them normal. out there and uh and what was it, what did the uh, what's the guy's name Shit, uncle oh fuck what did he say what did everybody he say? Auntie and uncle he said yeah. something to you about uh he, okay, so since it's such a small place, you're going to run in to all of these other people. It's not like in America where we're like, oh, fuck you, get out of my way, and then you're never going to see him again. So it's okay to say that. It's not, but, you know, <laughs> but in Hawaii, you're going to see these people again. So he said that, you know, people down there treat each other with respect um, because there is a, fuck, what's the word he said, man? I can't remember, but it was very profound, and it's, just pretend we told you this profound saying <laughs> by this ancient wisdom from the native Hawaiian guy, but it, it really did hit strong. Well, he was like, you know, it, it, we treat each other like we're going, we're to, going see to see you again. again. Like, and I think if, if all Americans had that mentality, you know, this would be a much better place to live. And, and don't get me wrong. This is the best country on the face of the earth. I would not want to live anywhere else because nowhere else could I go and do what I do to serve people. And let's be totally clear. Us serving people is not selfless. Like all the stuff you see us do, that's what keeps us sober, dude. Um, that's that's what gives me a reason to get out of bed in the morning. It's what gives me a reason to do my day job, which I never even talk about because it's not where my passion is. But it gives me a reason outside of the eight kids to make money yeah. so we can give money to the nonprofit. You know, I mean, it's 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 a selfish endeavor that we're doing. But that mentality they've got in Hawaii, that's kind of the mentality I would love to see shift over to South Memphis where you look out for each other. Yeah. Well. You know, when you, yeah, when, you when you when yeah. you tell people like, you know, when you when when a place has a, a reputation like Detroit or South Memphis or Memphis for in general, like the whole place, right. it's not South Memphis, you go north or west. Or yeah, it's the whole thing. The whole, it's a, it's the whole city of Memphis. But when you when you when when a place has a reputation attached to it, it's almost a self-fulfilling prophecy. You know what I mean? It's like people don't want to do anything to make it better because they're like, well, it's. It's Detroit, you know. It's Detroit, right? You know, it, right. Well, what can I do to actually? What can I do? That, and you know, it it, yeah. it kind of goes back to that old. Uh, what's the old story where like the girl is like throwing fish? Like there are all these fish on the, on the uh, on the beach. She's like throwing them in, and the the dad is like, Starfish. "Yeah, you can't. Yeah. You're not. You can't save them all." It's like, yeah, but I can save that one. You know, the, that, that's exactly the, right. You can't save the entire yeah. city by yourself, but by you getting two people a place to live and those giving back to the to the to the community that pyramid just kind of builds you know 
it is very multiplicative. Yeah. And, and, and when you're and to be honest, what from what I've seen, people bitch and whine and moan about rich people all the time. But you know what I've seen from rich people? Rich people really like to give to play to 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 people that are trying to do the right thing and to to bring other people along with them. There are a few that aren't. There are a few that are kind of but but giving money and giving resources to people so they can help themselves is a thing that people do like to I mean they do. They like to do it. Absolutely. You, you get to a point with, with money where you, you can't do anything else with it. What are you going to yeah. stack yeah. it? Like you, you, can't, you can't, yeah, you can't yeah. take it with you. you know what yeah. I mean? yeah. So if, if we've got any incredibly wealthy people watching this, dude, go find somebody in your community that has nothing, yeah. you know, and find a way to help them out with the resources. You know, you, you know what I really enjoy about your right. story, Ben, especially the story that, we, you know, the video we just showed is that you talked about like you got the guy a job granted, it doesn't matter how much you pay him. If you're paying thirty two hundred months dollars uh, a month for for rent, like you're 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 not yeah, he's you're not gonna be able to dig out of that hole. But there's a difference between going and giving somebody money and going and giving somebody a purpose and yeah. and something to do that, by the way, makes money. Because if you just give somebody charity, it it almost has a negative effect on them because they don't feel like they can like uh, they either feel like everybody should do it or they don't feel like they've earned it. So they feel less good about themselves than if you let them work for it and they make it themselves. It, it, there's a big difference between waking up in the morning, looking in the mirror and being like, I can do this because I, because I can. A hundred percent. The, we're, we've never been about handouts. And look, when you're dealing with addicts, and I'm saying this as an addict in recovery, handouts can kill them. Yeah. Like 100%. 100%. We're already junkies. We're already entitled. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, doing the handout thing is just not the way about it. It's always got to be a hand up, as Josh likes to say. Yeah. And it, it works, though. And and I think this this family we just handled is a great example of that. You give these guys a job and you give them a way to, to support themselves. Yeah, we helped them cover some rent to get moved into that house, but... That was only because there was no other fucking way to do this. Yeah. Like there, there, there was no other right. way. We had to do it that way. But he's already showing up and supporting himself every single day. You've got to give them purpose, yeah. but you hit that's a, that's it. Right. But, no but, but that's the difference in in giving charity and then going away and investing in a person. Like you're, it's yes. just like investing in any other stock. Yeah, maybe I'm putting in a thousand dollars, but I know that in the return, it's going to be worth more. You know, it you're you're investing in like, yeah, I'm going to cover a couple months rent, but he's going to be able to pay. He's not paying thirty two hundred dollars a month anymore. He's going to be able to cover his own rent. It, it, I won't have to. Nobody's going to have to recover or cover it. And he's going to be able to make an, a living for him and his family. And we, it, more often. And, and, you know, we we talk about like we've talked about like the suicide numbers and the twenty two a day thing and all that stuff. Um, and it's, you know, it's becoming more and more a thing where we talk about, um, even just male mental health and, and the, the problem with the, the problem with male mental health seems to be that we can't, we're, we have to be able to find our own purpose and be able to stand up, get, to look at ourselves in the mirror and be proud of what we see. 
Absolutely. Yeah. And, it, it, yeah. And like, you know, nature, na- nature is always going to take its course and, you know, people were not put on this earth to not do anything. Right. So, you know, eventually you're just going to go away because nature has no use. For yeah. It. And, you know, it might sound bad, but nature's going to win. Uh, and like, like, like both of you said with that purpose uh, and, you know, cause we're getting towards the top of the hour and uh, we have, this community, Ben's community with Flan- Ben and Jess community with Flanders Field, and we fight monsters. They got a new swag line, so go check that out. We'll let them plug that in a second. Um, but going back to the start of the show, and hard with uh, you know who are depressed, are suffering from depression, or are alone during the holidays. Um, if you want purpose? Don't be a triggered pansy, like we always say. All right, don't use the holidays as an excuse to be one. All right. Come on, veteran trash talk. Go on another social media platform. It doesn't have to be ours where you can just help, right? And again, that help might not be today. It might not be tomorrow. It could be a week from now. It could be a year from now. Somebody's going to say something on there, and you're going to have the words that get that person out of the gutter. You're going to have some advice to get them on the right on the right foot again. Um, but it. It's that doubt, that self-doubt that you're not good enough or that you can't do anything, all right? That is the hardest demon to crush to get over that hump, all right? You can do something. And you know what? It's okay to say, hey, I don't know what to do in Lahaina, but I know somebody who does, all right? And so I'm going to call them and see what happens. And now I'm learning so that, you know, in the event that I'm ever called to do something, hey, I kind of got a little bit of a playbook now. So maybe if I have resources and assets there, I kind of know how to get this started. And I'll always remember that. Get somebody on the ground right now that, you know, can give us the truth and we can start running supplies through. You know, and that's when uh, Ben and Scott found the pastor there in Lahaina. You know, you found somebody on the ground right away, right, that that we could start yep. working. So, uh, no, that was uh, phenomenal. And again, hey, Merry Christmas to everybody. Happy holidays, uh, whatever you say. And again, go check out Flanders Fields. Uh, check out uh, We Fight Monsters. Uh, you know, uh, Buddy's wearing our one of our favorite shirts for our buddy uh, Boats. Uh, we talked about it last show where it's uh, fighting breast cancer. 100% of all the profits from that shirt on our platform go to Boats' foundation. And, uh, you know, God bless you, Boats. Uh, you know, he lost his wife to breast cancer. And, and um, so the Beth, it's called the Beth. And so go buy the Beth and, and you know, then we can donate to that organization. But we'll give our, our guests the last word and uh, plug that, that, that new swag you got going on. Yes, yeah, so we've got a, a website, onceamerican.com, where we're selling apparel uh, that is funding the, the mission of We Fight Monsters and Flanders Fields. We figured out that it's easier for us to sell T-shirts sometimes than it is to raise donations to do all this stuff. And, and so screw it. Let's just sell some T-shirts. Onceamerican.com. And uh, one thing I do want to circle back to, Nick, uh, you know, you're talking about this is a hard time of year for a lot of people. and They should go do something positive with their time. Jess's mom overdosed and died on this day 19 years ago and here she is on this podcast trying to spread some hope so do you want to close us out with some magic words of of hope to anybody i'm glad i I didn't want to bring that up that look that look that she just gave you of sheer betrayal (laughs) you going to strike me like go do something um well i will say this don't ever waste your suffering whatever you've gone through all the because i had a fucking horrible upbringing and, you know, it was crack addict mom, alcoholic, but, you know, you go through it and you learn shit. 
don't throw that away. Use it. Use it to help others. Use it to give yourself purpose, give other people purpose. And uh, yeah, like you said, she overdosed 19 years ago and look what we're doing. You know, I could be wallowing just mm, poor me, but you know, it, it's all about going out there and helping other people. So. Yeah. And I've never met anybody that embodies turning pain into purpose the way she does. And and it is a teachable skill. Yeah. Very, very well put. And uh, Jesse, I didn't want to bring that up with, uh, with but glad Ben did. Cause uh, I saw that on Facebook and our hearts and our hearts are with you. And then, Oh, my uncle Ronnie said, Merry Christmas. I haven't seen you in a while. Uh, Merry Christmas, uncle Ronnie. Uh, but yeah, Hey, you know, again, come on our, come on our platform. If you're alone, if you're depressed, trust me, you'll, you'll find comfort there. All right. People, uh, People are gonna, you know, talk to you, and you make make some new friends. So, all right, uh, be be good these holidays, and uh, again, be light. Don't bring people into darkness. All right, love you guys, and uh, we'll see you in a couple weeks. Thanks, guys. Love y'all. Thanks for watching and listening. And now, a word from our sponsor, Four Patriots. In a startling description, the UN food chief warned the world with the words "knocking on famine's door." He called what we're facing a perfect storm of a perfect storm, and he's not alone. Barron's published that a food shortage could be coming, even in the U.S. Farmers see it, too. John Boyd Jr., a fourth-generation farmer, told Fox News that we're going to see empty food shelves in the coming months. That's why getting survival food is more important than ever now. Create your own stockpile of the best-selling Four Patriots survival food kits. It's not ordinary food. We're talking good for 25 years super survival food hand-packed in a family-owned facility in the USA and giving jobs to over 200 Americans. They have different delicious breakfasts, lunches, dinners. You can make these meals in less than 20 minutes. Just add boiling water, simmer, and serve. And right now, for the next few days, listeners of the Veteran Trash Talk podcast will get 10% off their first order at 4 by using the code VTTGW. Go to 4 and use the code VTTGW to start your stockpile today.